0: welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open The Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Plenty of you have heard me say before on my show that I think it's a really good idea to do a video chat before you have a first date. And as I was doing some research for clients and looking for some different dating apps, I found a really unique one and I got the founder to agree to do an interview with me. So I'm joined today by Zach Schlein from Filter Off. Filter Off is a totally new way to approach those first dates. It's virtual speed dating, so I'm super excited to be able to tell you more about this platform and hopefully you'll give it a try and let me know what you think. I'm probably going to be doing some events, but we'll talk more about that in the episode. As always, I really appreciate all of you listeners out there and I've gotten some really good listener questions lately. So thank you for that. If you've got some more questions that you'd like to submit, you can send me an email. Kristen at openthedoorscoaching.com is the best way to get those to me. I've had some wonderful messages lately from listeners talking about how much they've appreciated some of the content that I've produced lately, but I'm always looking for suggestions and connections. So if there's someone out there that you would like me to interview, send me an email about that as well. And if you could, head over to my social media. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn too. I don't do much with that, but I'm on there. Connect with me any way that you see fit. Also, if you want to get more from me, subscribe to my email newsletters. I've got two. One is called the Dirty Bird Newsletter, and that one's not safe for work. So do make sure you put in a personal email address for that. But you can sign up for my safe for work list as well. Easiest way is to go to Instagram, Instagram, or my website to sign up for those. All right, let's get to the interview. On Keep Them Coming today, I'm joined by someone that I found online because I was looking for some solutions for some clients. And then this new app, newer app, I should say, caught my interest. It's called Filter Off. So today I'm joined by the founder and CEO of Filter Off, Zach Schlein. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Kirsten. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: So filter off is trying to change some things with dating. And I got to just say to my listeners, first off, the reason I was so drawn to checking this out is because I myself have been trying to get my dates to date differently when I've been single. And of course, as a dating and relationship coach, I'm trying to get people to date differently these days. And that often involves getting away from texting and messaging endlessly and trying to get on a video chat. So imagine my excitement when I found this app, Filter Off. Can you just give me a brief overview?
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Filter Off, it's an Android and iOS app and web is coming out very soon. It's a video speed dating app. So the main functionality is virtual events. So you could join a public event in your city or if you're a community or organization or a matchmaker or a dating coach, you could actually run your own event uh, for your audience as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, re- the goal is really just face-to-face interaction, and that's why we started it.
0: I love this so much because I've had so many clients, we'll say the before times, you know, pre-COVID, pre-shutdown, so many times clients said they would show up for a date and they'd had really good banter, texting conversation, And then when it was face-to-face, it was just a complete dud. So I've said, like, have you ever tried just doing a video chat or, you know, get on FaceTime or something like that? And so many people were averse to that idea. Even just the idea of getting on the phone for some people was just a no. But, you know, these days, I think people are understanding. I mean, you can't just go out all willy-nilly like we used to. We've got to date more conscientiously. And safety can be a concern. So I love that filter off scenes to help people with all of those things.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. I mean, that was actually the reason, the impetus behind it was I would go on first dates that just weren't very good. And I experimented with video chatting mm-hmm. and realized how efficient it was, like how amazing to realize and understand if you were if you vibed and whether mm-hmm. you were attracted. And it's kind of like the first date before the first date. So I'm in uh, yeah. the same boat.
0: Yeah, the first date before the first date. I love that. I've been telling clients that if you can have really good spontaneous conversation for five to 10 minutes, you're probably going to be okay once you get in person. So was that sort of your experience you found once you started doing some of the video chat dates before you went and met someone in person?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Our events, la- our speed dates last three minutes. Typically some events are five, but you really mm-hmm. only need a short amount of time on video to see uh, whether you have chemistry or not.
0: Yes. Yes. Because I mean, how many times have we shown up for a first date and you know, within that five minute window, like this is not going to go well. 100%.
1: I've literally gone on FaceTime dates and within 20 seconds I knew and mm-hmm. I'm very thankful that I went on that date on FaceTime I, because yes, yeah drinks Thank are expensive you. yeah
0: they are that and that's often something that clients share with me that they will avoid dating altogether rather than go have a bad date hmm. and that that's just sad because obviously mm, I mean we're sort of living in a time where it's I'll say I tell clients it's a bit of a numbers game. I'll admit it. (laughs) Dating these days is kind of a numbers game because there's so many folks out there. There's so many possibilities and everyone is so nuanced. You know, I think it takes a lot to actually meet your person these days. And you got to cast a wide net in order to meet someone that's really compatible. But if you're just so worried about wasting money, wasting time and, you know, doing all this work, because let's be real, online dating is work you know, to filter through the messages, to actually try to build a conversation and to get a rapport that's deep enough to where the other person, especially if you're a dude and you're trying to attract women, getting her to feel safe enough to go with you on a first date is a big hurdle too.
1: One hundred percent.
0: So safety, I want to talk about that for a quick second. Obviously, you know, people may have a concern with giving out their phone number. So that's definitely prevented some of my clients from doing the the phone or video chat or if they've turned to, um, you know, other platforms. So how do you ensure some amount of safety on your platform with, uh, all the data and all the, like, just keeping your stuff private.
1: Yeah. So everything's encrypted in transit and in storage. Um, the nice thing about obviously video dating is there are no catfishes, and Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes scams come about through text. Uh, When Mm -hmm. you video chat with someone, you can identify um, whether or not um, you have have an idea of whether they're sketchy or not, and whether Mm -hmm. the person that they say they are. And that's why I think Video First has just so many positives to it.
0: I agree totally. Catfishing—you brought that up—that's absolutely valid. And I'm not. Yes, there's just like the little things, like maybe they don't quite look like their photos. Maybe they're a little older. Their hairline's not quite where it was, or their, you know, belt line or whatever isn't where it was. But that's that's sort of the superficial stuff. Catfishing sure up can be a someone that's not that gender, someone that's not even in that same decade. You know, that age that they're saying. Mm-hmm. So did you ever have any catfishing experiences? Yeah, I've
1: definitely gone on first dates where there's one and her photo is, I would just say her photo is not representative of what she (laughs) looked like.
0: But she never actually had like maybe a dude on the other end of the line. If If you don't make it to the first date, you may not know. But I actually did have a friend who had a guy show up that he had been like catfishing him the whole time and just said he felt guilty and he actually wanted to meet up and apologize for it. He's like, are you for real, dude?
1: That uh, that was extreme.
0: That was extreme. But I've personally not really had, I've not really had anybody show up and just not look like their photo.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's typically like small things, oftentimes, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned. Um, But I think it's also, you just, you see their mannerisms, you see mm-hmm. kind of like their tics, right? Like you just see I think just video is the most authentic and efficient. Well, meaning in person is the most authentic, but it's not necessarily right. the most efficient and mm-hmm. then right below that is video and then below that is audio and then below that is texting. And again, with texting, as you mentioned, it's just, you just can't get an idea of whether you will like this person or not some people are amazing texters
0: mm-hmm. and some
1: people are really crappy at texting but they may have an amazing personality and they just aren't good at texting so i think video is just the most efficient way to date
0: i absolutely agree i i mean of course i'm going to push this because this your your whole outlook and your app your platform is very in line with what i think people should be doing so of course i'm going to be out pushing it but you know, I do want I want people to understand that you know, as disruptive as this pandemic has been, it's okay to still crave some human connection and it's okay to want to still try to find your person. the the pandemic has been really tough on singles. Mm-hmm. You know, people, yeah, people are not dealing well with the social isolation. They don't really know what to do to to be safe. and so, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what I think and what we think filter off could do for some of those folks. So, you know, again, with the pandemic being so disruptive, how do you, how do you sort of see filter off helping people as they're starting to enter the aftertimes? I mean, the vaccine's coming, you know, all this stuff, it may take a while, but still it's sort of the light at the end of the tunnel phase is how I feel. So how do you see filter off sort of fitting in right now to help people transition back into the real world
1: yeah i mean for right now like you mentioned people are feeling very disconnected and lonely and when you join filter off and attend an event you may have up to seven speed dates and like you said it's a numbers game out of those seven maybe five you don't really vibe and two you do how many other apps can say within 45 minutes you went on seven video dates. Um and and that's the beauty of it. You match with potentially those two people and then you message a little bit in the app and then you hop on another video chat. And now you feel more connected. You're you're speaking to this person. And again, it may it may take a few potentially weeks or months. I mean as you know, online dating and dating in general is a process. Like yeah. you may be lucky and find your person after the first event or it may take 10. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, when you think about it, right? Like when you look at all the people that you meet or pre-pandemic, all the people that you meet, like how many of those people became your really close friends? Maybe you only have a handful of really close friends. It's kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the analogy I use. It's kind of like dating, not every person you go on a date with will be a good fit for you or or them
0: that's right. i I hesitate to call it a numbers game just because I don't want people to feel like they don't like that it doesn't matter. but it but I just mean it's a numbers game. And I'm sure you mean it the same way that you just got to get out there and try to build a genuine connection with someone and then see if that connection is compatible beyond this moment. Is it going to lead to friendship or something more? I like, so I like the way that you put it, that not everyone you meet is going to end up being your good friend, let alone a potential lover or life mate. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it is a process and people are, I think, mixed between being really, really anxious to get out there and date again and do all the fun stuff versus, you know, being safe and just wanting to shut down and stay in hermit mode. So I just see this being a way for people to is kind of start revving their engines again. But one thing I did notice on your website, you did have a really fun blog that was talking about virtual dating tips. And I noticed you wrote that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, say folks sign up for Filter Off or, you know, they meet someone, they just take my advice and and just do a, a quick video call for a date. Tell me what were some of those tips that you had there for virtual dating? What do you think helps make a virtual date go really well? yeah
1: i think it's really important especially our first date just to be curious mm-hmm. like the reality is it doesn't really matter what you talk about you're just looking to see if you vibe and whether you have chemistry mm-hmm. and and just going in being curious and see if you have common any common similarities maybe you have values that you share or experiences that are shared and the the, the on top of your mind should just say hey can i see this person being my friend and or and potentially even more like is this someone i want to hang out with so Mm -hmm. that's like one thing another frequently asked question that people ask is well i'm very nervous to go on a video date and Mm -hmm. i say to them, well so let's say it was pre-pandemic or post-pandemic well sure you can meet up in person and you could commute to that bar restaurant that you're going to and also spend a, a significant amount of money on dinner drinks but again you may realize five minutes into that date that you don't want to be there so like what what's more important just feeling uh, i guess all i'm saying is just go for it it's a muscle and it requires a little bit of just trust that'll work out. And it's okay to be nervous. And it's okay to even say on your FaceTime, "Hey, I'm nervous right yes,
0: now." Yes, yes. Nothing
1: wrong with that.
0: I totally agree. I always say when you're nervous or you're feeling it's going to be awkward, just say that. Hey, I'm kind of nervous right now, and this is going to be an awkward conversation. Or I'm just feeling right now. So can I just take a deep breath and? touch myself. And maybe they will reveal that they're a little nervous too, but you make a, such a valid point that what's worse going through all the effort <laughs> and you're still going to have the nerves if you're showing up in person or you're showing up for a video date because it's a new person and you don't know how it's going to go. And that creates anxiety. So yeah. Do you either take a deep breath as you're pulling up your phone to do a video chat and get over that nervousness? Or do you take a deep breath as you're opening up a restaurant door? And about to, you know, spend a ton of money that night. Mm
1: -hmm, So,
0: mm -hmm. yes, definitely a safer bet, I think, for the video chatting. So most people start a business because of their own experiences. I mean, I wish I'd had a relationship and sex coach around several times in my life before. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really, what made you say, I think that this would be a good idea and I want to start a business around it? Yeah. I
1: mean, like I mentioned, I was just so sick of swiping and when you think about it, right, it's like a funnel you Mm -hmm. first swipe, then you match and then you message and then you exchange numbers and then you finally meet, but that funnel, there's a lot of drop-off. How many times have you been on a dating app where you matched with someone? And then you message them and they don't message you back or you're messaging. And then the message, just the conversation dies. And especially for men, it requires many more swipes to get a match than a woman. Um, uh, oh. so oh, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a really long funnel and I was just sick of it. And I just wanted to meet people face to face and like what we shared before about being number numbers game in terms of you'll meet a number of people. And they could potentially be your match based off of just how you vibe, how, whether you're attracted and it requires just meeting a number of people. Cause the likelihood of it, you finding that fit within in like a few people is, is low. It takes time. So yeah, I was just sick of this industry. And then I started FaceTiming with my dates beforehand. This was a few years ago. And I just realized how amazing it was, like how efficient, how I could avoid expensive, uh, bad dates. Um, and this was kind of like the, like I mentioned, the first date before the first date. And there have been a number of times when I went on that FaceTime and I realized, wow, like this is not what I'm looking for. And it just saved me time and it saved her time too. Like no one even, I, yeah, it may be difficult to text that person after and say, hey, you're really sweet. I don't think it's a fit, but you're doing them a favor because yes. they don't want to waste their time out there. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's why I made a video first, uh, dating app. We don't have any swiping. There's no, it, it, it's really, again, just, we bring you face to face with other people and
0: connect. I love it so much. And when did it go live? When how long has it been out there for people to use?
1: Yeah, so we got out of beta one month before the pandemic, and then we really took off uh, during this time.
0: Oh, I bet <laughs> you could <laughs> not have launched at a better time.
1: <laughs> crazy! It was crazy timing. Yeah, seriously.
0: I'm not curious about like how many people you have on it. It's not that, but I want to know about like some success stories. Like, you know, do you have numbers as far as how many dates there have been, or I mean, marriages, yeah. or anything like that?
1: Yes, yeah, so we've run during the pandemic um over like 1300 virtual speed dates. I mean, 1300 events, virtual events. We've created over like 230,000 dates. Um we've had four marriages on the app. Um but I actually want to share a story. So Please please do. Like, yeah, so this is kind of like a um an unintended, like amazing positive that came out of the app. And it was not on my mind. Like it, it was not something that I was thinking would happen. And, um, basically we have a user who's in a wheelchair and was using swipe apps. And he did really poorly on swipe apps because when people saw his profile, they would look at him for his wheelchair. And when he started using filter off and was able to video chat right up front, they were able to see him for him. And, um, and he had successes, he was able to match with people and uh, video date with different women and, and just hearing that and being able to put yourself out there and actually uh, meet um, and date because for your personality and not just the preconceived notions of your photo and what you potentially look like, I think it's just like a really beautiful thing.
0: Oh, that's a wonderful story. I love that. There, there are lots of people out there that I've talked to, whether it's friends or clients who feel like the swipe apps, like how you put that, the swipe apps, that they don't feel like they get a fair chance, whether it's the color of their skin, their height they're like you say, I had a client who was in a wheelchair as well and found it difficult to date and there I feel like if there's people out there who feel like for some reason that people are putting them into a box or stereotyping them then it's time to just break free from that stuff and try something new mm-hmm. and like you say people people do sort of take that first impression from pictures. And that's why there's so much research about what pictures to have on your dating apps these days. You know, there's actually a formula to that, to have more success with getting people to swipe. But obviously you want to showcase who you really are. And if you, using your client as an example or your user as an example, if you're in a wheelchair and people just like make too many snap judgments right off the bat, then yeah, those uh, those apps don't really give you a chance to connect. They don't give you a chance to showcase your personality, I think. People just make too many judgments right off the bat by looking at a couple of pictures.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, so. for sure. And yeah, and also to add, yes, many dating apps have added a video component, but they're still based in the old paradigm, which is mm-hmm. browsing and swiping. Mm-hmm. So, and when you're joining one of these apps, you're not thinking, oh, I'll, I'm going to video chat with this person. You're still doing that same action, which is swiping and basing and judging based off of their photos. And that's mm-hmm. what, what makes Filter Off so unique that it's video first, which mm-hmm. I believe is just the best, like I said, and, and I think we agree, just the most efficient way to date and put yourself out there.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now I'm... I of course, want to know a little bit more about you. Are you currently single? Or are you dating? Or are you married? What's, what's your story?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm single. I mean, I actively date. Um, but yeah, currently single.
0: Well, I'm curious about some of your dating stories. If you don't mind me asking, cause I just like prying a little bit sometimes into people's dating <laughs> lives, but sure. you know, I want to know what is your worst i'm gonna ask for your best and your worst but i want your worst dating story that you've ever had like the worst 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 dating experience you've ever had
1: yeah i mean like i mentioned the catfish story like we we met for a drink and i met her and it did not look anything like the photos it was really Yeah, I guess the word is cringy. I don't know. It was just like, I wanted to leave instantly. And, um, maybe that, that helps spark like the idea of let's FaceTime beforehand. Cause I just didn't want to be put in that situation again. And like, the last thing you want to do is just make them feel bad as well. Right? Like it's hard to, it's hard to say like, especially early on the date, like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get going. Like, I'm just like either a, not enjoying myself or trying to make up an excuse that you have an emergency. Um, yeah, people don't want to reject other people. I think that's the rationale behind ghosting. Um, but yes, yeah, so yeah. that was probably my worst story.
0: So did you stay for the whole day or did you excuse yourself partway through?
1: I, I excused myself partway through.
0: Yeah, I've I've had to do that a couple of times where I've excused myself, but it wasn't because of catfishing. I just ended up with guys that weren't very nice. Yeah. I, had, I had one guy who, we had a great phone conversation. We talked on the phone for two hours, but we didn't video chat and seemed cool. He was going to pick me up from, basically I had gone to an event and then we all kind of go to the after bar afterwards because... Uh, why not drink more after you've been networking? Mm-hmm. And we were just going to go out for like some late night snacks is what I thought and a drink. Well, when he showed up to pick me up from that bar, of course, a lot of my friends followed out to see what he looked like. Cause everyone wants to see what the dating coach's dates <laughs> look like. And he's on the phone and he looks like he's in like work clothes sort of just wasn't dressed up. Mm-hmm. And He'd driven his work vehicle, which he owned properties. It was filled with paint and chemicals, and it was like a cargo van that he at least had a passenger seat for. But when we get to the restaurant that he let me pick, I was like, he's looking at the menu. He's like, I don't eat any of this crap. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's get a drink. He's like, I also don't drink. I was like, okay, well, I'll just get a cup of soup (laughs) rather than I thought maybe we'd split a dessert and have a drink. And halfway through he started railing uh, against a certain group of people in politics that I tend to like. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know what? I <clears throat> I don't think this is gonna work out well. And I pull out my phone. He's like, well, that's rude to pull out your phone on a date. I go, oh well, see the date's over and I'm ordering an Uber. Yeah. So and he was like, Oh, okay, I see, I see. That's fine. And then he like gets the server over and she was a She knew who I was because I'm in there regularly and I just gave Mm -hmm. her this look like this is not going well. So she moved real quick and got that check. But that one was the last time that I did a date with it with just a phone call.
1: So do you think if you video chatted beforehand, you would have kind of had a better vibe?
0: I think so, because I mean, I could tell on the phone call he was a little distracted, like maybe he was just doing other things. I don't know. He just seemed like he wasn't focused, like he didn't care. He just wanted to, I don't know if he just wanted to go out and get laid or what. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think that I've had such better quality dates with doing the video chat. Although I will say the guy I'm with right now, I partnered with and we literally just sent like a quick message on Hinge and then met up for coffee. Yeah, But that was a fluke. That was a total fluke. And we have talked about that, that he, he almost didn't swipe on me because uh, I had one comment on my page that made him swipe on me. And mm-hmm. again, getting back to the the problem with the swiping culture, had I not had that one thing on there, he would have like completely passed on me. And maybe we would have met eventually, but think about that could could you be missing out on your person just because the parameters that you've set for your dating life don't match up 100% exactly with what you're seeing on someone's profile?
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, so I'm just so ready for people to start getting back out there more, but in a safe manner. So what are some of the things that, you think people should be doing right now. I mean, obviously, the first the first ring of safety is making sure you're not giving your number to creepers. So obviously, you prevent that because you can text and call do all the stuff through your app. But then once Mm -hmm. you're kind of out in the real world, let's talk about some of that that uh, that dating stuff. I'm curious for you. What are some of the things as a man that you sort of like, what are some red flags you watch for? What are some things you do Because we talk about safety for women a lot, but we don't often talk about men need to be safe too. So what are some of the steps that you take to date safely when you're dating in real life? Once you've gotten past the app and you're actually meeting someone for a date.
1: In real life? So when you say safety, could you give some examples of...
0: Well, okay. A lot of women are worried about going on a date because they're worried about getting murdered. And there's the joke that men don't worry at all about yeah, getting murdered yeah. on a first date. But I think that yeah. we should be realistic that maybe maybe you don't need to be worried about getting murdered, but maybe you do need to worry about getting robbed or getting like set up or something like that. Um, like, yeah, to, I don't know. To be what, honest, are some, I don't what are some really... of the fears that are even cross a man's mind before going out on a date? Do you have any? Uh,
1: it's more so like, am I going to vibe with this if I don't vibe with this person and waste my time. I mean, to be honest, in terms of like getting murdered or anything, like it doesn't really cross my mind.
0: Right? But See, look at look at the really big doesn't. differences there. Right. So we're so worried about either getting hurt, assaulted, things like that. Dudes for the most part are just worried about am I going to have a good time or is this going to be a waste?
1: Of course. And the last <laughs> thing you want, right, is to I think for a guy is to feel <laughs> used. Like no man mm-hmm. wants to feel used. Like getting drinks and then you thinking it's a great time. And then the girl's like, yeah, oh, I'm going to get going. And it's like, oh. like, especially if you wanted to, if you like want to continue the date, like, yeah, you don't want to feel like she's just using you just to go out or just for a drink or just for food. Um, I don't think anyone likes that.
0: No, definitely not. And I know that there's, I think there's people out there that are users on both sides, but to let it be the predominant fear, you know, I think that there's such a small amount of people who want to use you. There's also such a small amount of people out there who are just trying to like murder you (laughs) on the first date. Like it's so minuscule, but our minds always go to like worst case scenario, but it is interesting how a gentleman's worst case scenario and a lady's worst case scenario is often very, very different. Totally. Totally. Well, I want to say as a dating coach, I do have some recommendations for (laughs) staying safe because like, again, I've told my male clients, I'm not so much worried about someone trying to like kill you. I'm worried more about, you know, especially not meeting someone at their home for the first date because dudes, it could be more of like a setup and they're just trying to rob you, steal your car, steal your phone, steal your wallet, whatever. So I often say, please don't meet people at their homes for a first date. Try to find a neutral space, whether that's a bar, a restaurant or a park or things like that. Oh, do you ever verify people on social media? Like, do you ever look people up to make sure that they are who they say they are before you go on a date?
1: Yeah. So like the beauty of timing first, right? Like you kind of get a, a vibe, but if you're, let's say like, I have gone on dates without FaceTiming, but I've gone there like Instagram and you get an idea of who the person is. Um, Obviously, they're the ones choosing the photos. So it's Mm -hmm. super curated and they're choosing their best photos. But like in some cases, you do get somewhat of an idea of kind of who this person is and they're taking, especially if they have many photos, you see all different angles um, and who they're hanging out with. But like how valuable is that? I mean, it's hit or miss, but yeah, I mean, you could Google, do I, I don't really like doing too much beforehand. Mm -hmm. I just kind of want to go in without like expectations in terms of like who this person is. And again, I also don't want to be like, come off as kind of like, Creepy in that sense. Right. right? Like, so much research. Oh, I saw you did this and this. And like they're like, wow, you put a lot of effort. Like I understand if you're yeah. doing it for an interview or like <laughs> you're about to like, yeah, but or get uh yeah, but not on a date. Like just just FaceTime and just just meet them and go from there.
0: Yes, I'm with you a hundred percent. I think it's valid to check people out just to look and see are they who they say they are? I've even looked at people on LinkedIn to see if they have the job that they Mm -hmm. say that they do just Mm -hmm. because I got burned on that one time, but you're right. You, you can create sort of this persona in your head, this story of who they are and what they're like. And yeah, it can come across creepy if you're referencing things on the first date, but also I've had men ask, should I, you know, if I've, seen her profile and we've been talking for a little bit, should I go ahead and add her on Facebook before we go on a date? And I always say the answer is no. I think that that's creepy.
1: (laughs) Agreed. And the thing is, if it's a bad date, then they're probably unfollow, like unfollow you or block you. Like do all the social stuff like after. You could always like Mm. check out their Instagram unless it's private, then you can't really do much. But if it's public, you could see them see, Mm -hmm. but I mean, the reality is, if you follow each other before the date, and the date goes poorly, she'll likely unfollow you regardless, or you'll unfollow her. So I mean, I mean, the reality is, how big of a deal is that? I mean, it happens all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's a step too far. I feel like before the first date, I feel like Mm -hmm. people just need to chill a little bit. Adam afterwards, if the date goes well, even, even if you just want to be friends with them, You know, if you enjoyed the conversation, if you had a good time, then add them on social media. The female clients I have have definitely given the feedback and friends too, that it's a little too much to add someone on socials before you go on a first date. So, well, okay. I didn't ask about your best, I'm sorry, your worst first date story, but I haven't heard your best first date story yet. Mm.
1: I, so in term, when you say best first date story, like activity that I did or the person I met?
0: Oh, just like when you look back and go like, damn, that was such a good first date.
1: I mean, so here's the thing, right? Like I've been on, like I went, I'll give two examples. So I went blueberry picking on a first date. Like we FaceTimed a bunch beforehand and it was so much fun. Long Uh story short, I realized I was not into her whatsoever, but like. Blueberry picking was it's awesome. Like, I mean, I think it's just, so doing fun, yeah, it's, it's like, it's different. It's a fun activity. And if you just do fun activities on dates, like it just makes everything better. But the reality is I've gotten other dates where I just got literally just drinks and they were amazing. Cause the person was amazing. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, and yeah, so like my exes that i have dated in the past, like those first dates were pretty amazing. Um, hence, like, why I ended up being in a relationship with them. So, I think it's like, yeah, so it's the activity versus just the actual person.
0: I gotcha. Yeah, I'm definitely a big fan of people going out and doing activities for dates. I mean, drinks and dinners, great, but everybody's doing that. Mm-hmm. When I feel like when you pick an activity to do on a date, you stand out more.
1: Yeah, and it's fun and it's something that you just experience, like, you just see kind of, like whether they're open-minded and just like you see them in action and yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: you can see if they roll with the punches or are they a little mm-hmm. uptight or they like chill or, you know, and, and like, do they like the same kind of I don't know, adventure in life that you do? So
1: for sure, for sure.
0: It takes a lot to get to know someone. So I'm curious about some of the parameters that you have. Like what are some of the questions like that users fill out so that you can match them up for their virtual speed dates?
1: Yeah, so for our events, like I mentioned, they're very, uh, many of them are community based, Mm -hmm. so we'll run events like a vegan singles night or a black singles night. So like there's, whether it's based off religion or ethnicity or even a lifestyle, we've had events. Um, so the matching parameters there are fairly basic. It's age preference and gender interest. Then we have a separate feature called matchmaker where Mm -hmm. it sets you up. So if you prefer not to join an event, maybe, um, you can't make the event times and you just kind of want to date on your own time and video chat on your own time. We have this matchmaking service where you can basically get set up on three curated dates and you have a questionnaire beforehand when you opt in. So things like. Um, your fitness level, your degree, like your college, your education, whether you have kids, like your marital status. And so it, it basically creates our it pipe, all this data pipes into our algorithm to find you really curated dates on a day-to-day basis.
0: I love that. I love that. I get asked all the time if I do matchmaking. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm not Mm -hmm. a good matchmaker at all. But what I am good at is helping people get clarity on what they really want to have in a partner. So from now on, when they start asking about matchmaking, I know exactly where to send (laughs) them. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So I'm, I'm going to be hosting my own uh, virtual speed dating event soon. So folks definitely keep an eye out for that. Again, with the tech not cooperating, and right when I was about to simply wrap up and just have him give listeners his info, you can download Filter Off on iOS and Android now, and you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And their website is getfilteroff.com. If you are looking to host one of your own events or join a speed dating event, take a look at their website. And again, keep your eye out for speed dating events brought to you by Open the Doors Coaching very soon. I want to give a big thank you to Zach from Filter Off for doing this interview. I think this is going to be a wonderful way for people to give dating a different try. So as always, take a look in the show notes. I've got some links for you down there to take a look at. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Keep Them Coming. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast, and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the dirty bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.